Welcome to the Vida Podcast, a podcast about next generation media, startups, branded content, and the world of content marketing. In each episode, we talk to some of the most inspiring entrepreneurs and founders building next generation media brands and marketers building brands with content. Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from Vida, focusing on next-generation media brands. This time, we're talking to founders of media startups to hear about their experiences during lockdown and their plans for the months ahead. Today, I'm talking to Toby Oredain, founder of Black Ballad. Welcome, Toby. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, uh, to set the scene, uh, earlier this month, Vida published a list of 30 of the most exciting, relevant, next-generation media brands in the UK, uh, and we included Black Ballad on that list. Many of the companies on this uh, the list are created for and by communities that make up what we call the passion economy. Um, other next-generation media brands are those that focus on critical issues such as sustainability and uh, some focus on serving the needs of audiences that mainstream media don't serve so well. So, Toby, to, to begin with, perhaps you could tell us a bit about your business. How does it fit with any of the criteria that I, I've mentioned above? Um, and, and what's the elevator pitch? Oh, okay. Uh, so, Black Ballad is for and by Black women. Um, and it was created out of um, definitely passion and frustration um journalism is 94% white 55% male and being a black woman who was very uh young you know I've got my first journalism job when I was 21 um I'd interned for a lot of women's magazines um and I'd freelance for a lot of women's magazines but everybody was white the pages were of women were white the women that were running these magazines were white and sometimes you have men white men in these magazines and they were making decisions on women's bodies what women should eat what women should think how women should even love and I was just like it's so strange that like these magazines are like for women in Britain but they don't include anyone that's not white and I just became so passionate about the fact that black women weren't represented and represented well if they were represented um and I think that coupled with the shocking statistic that media is 94% white I felt that I had to do something I had to make a change I had to give black women content that really reflected them, black British women, um, and reflected their dual identity, I guess, of being British and then having like, and being of a heritage, the heritage country. So I'm Nigerian, so my heritage country is Nigerian. Um, but also I want to make space for black female writers um, to tell their stories. Um, so that's kind of how Black Ballad started. That's kind of the story of the passion being like the sort of um, fitting into, I suppose, the passion communities. And it, I suppose an elevated pitch. I always have a question. I always say, what separates women of colour from everybody else? And it's one word, and it's opportunity. And it's a quote by Rola Davis. And I always start my pictures with that because that is the only thing that separates black women, women of colour from anyone else is opportunity. Um, Black Ballad could have existed many years ago. Black Ballad could have been, you know, Black women could have been represented in women's magazines, but nobody wanted to give Black women this opportunity. Um, so that's always sort of how I start my pitches, um, is with that question. But I think that's the truest thing. Black women are not less talented, not any less talented than anyone else. They just don't get that opportunity. And people may disagree with me, but the statistics speak for themselves. 94% of journalism journalists in this country are white. Thank you for that. That's a, a terrific description. I think you've 
you you obviously you make a very strong case for the the reason for something like Black Ballad uh, to to exist. And I was really interested in what you said about opportunity. And you you've taken the plunge and and done that. So um, you know, that's uh, two questions. When when did you launch the business? And 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 what was it that made you do it specifically then? Um, I launched Black Ballad with my co-founder. Um, for full disclosure, my co-founder is actually my husband. He was then my boyfriend, partner at the time in 2014. Um, and the reason why at that time was um, I'd previously worked for an entertainment gen- um, entertainment magazine out of uni. Um, I got that job in like, 2011. I've been uh, there for about a year and a half, took me to about 2013. And then my contract came to an end and I was freelancing. I kept applying for loads and loads of jobs. And I would do this thing where if I didn't get the job, I would Google who got the job. And every, I didn't have the language at that time, but it was kind of always white women that got this job and they all kind of looked very similar. And I, it was very perplexing to me and I couldn't put it into language. I didn't really get it. And I did this thing where I'd looked look on their LinkedIn. It sounds so stalkerish now, but I look on their LinkedIn, I look at my experience and I was more experienced than most people that were getting these jobs. And I realised that journalism is very insidious. Like if you've worked at Elle, then you can get a job at Marie Claire. And if you've worked at Marie Claire, then you can get the job at Cosmo. And I just couldn't get into that circle. And I'd interviewed for so many positions. I had written countless covering letters and I finally applied for a job and I didn't get the job and I just snapped. I remember calling my 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 boyfriend my now husband and he was at work and I said I'm not applying for a single job again like I'm not like I'm not going to get this these jobs like there's there's a like a circle and I can't get in this circle and I said so do you know what I'm going to give myself a job I'm going to I remember what exactly what I said I'm going to give myself a job and I'm going to take my a chance on myself and I took the chance on myself and six years later here we are um doing Black Ballad full-time with two team up, two other team members, and we've paid over 150 Black female creatives. Wow. Well, look, the, the, the story of, of how Black Ballad came about that you've just, um, that you've just outlined there, um, I guess uh, the, the, the points, the issues you're raising there have never been more relevant than they are right now, or rather they've never received as much um, recognition as they are getting right now, as a as a consequence yeah. of the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and the you know the the daily um, coverage that the issues are now receiving in mainstream culture and and, mm. and news. Um, I, I, so I guess um, uh, it's an obvious question to ask you: How has what's happening right now uh, affected your content in Black Ballad, and how has it affected the the conversation that you're having with your community? So I think that's just the beauty of Black Ballad. It's not really changed our content because we were talking about systematic racism, oppression six years ago. Mm-hmm. Like this is not new for us. It's just, it's new for many other people, but this is just very, this is just what we navigate as black people. We navigate systems of racism day in and day out. Um, so therefore it feeds itself into the content. It's just that, as I said, there was, there was just nobody really paying attention to those things. I think in terms of, um, uh, the conversations we're having behind Black Ballad, I think, you know, it's just making sure that when our writers write about these things, it's just making sure they're taking special care. 
you want to foster, I suppose, a workplace or, you know, a place that people freelance at, um, where you're really taking care of your writers. You like, so a big decision that we made actually was we decided not to commission anyone to go to the protests. The reason being is because we know that the statistics that have come out is that the black community are more likely to have COVID. I think it's four times more likely to have COVID than um, their white counterparts. So myself and my head of editorial, Jendela Benson, decided we're not commissioning any black woman to go to the protest. That's not because we don't believe in the protest. I've personally protested myself um, uh, over a Black Lives Matter um, incident four years ago. and But it was just that like, we have that extra responsibility. We can't let a black woman risk her health to protest for us. Um, so that's something that changed, you know, um, and that's a combination of COVID and the protest. But um, And I think it's just being very uh, conscious that although Black Lives Matter is happening, black women still deserve to have joy and just making sure we have a balance of content. Content that, of course, just the content that we always do. We we talk about serious social issues, but we also have responsibility to deliver joy. And you mentioned the um, uh, a, a couple of times there um, and and earlier about commissioning um, creators um, to to uh, to actually create the the content for Black Ballad. That's that's very prominent on the the actual platform itself about, about the opportunity and the the guidance you give people um, who want to pitch ideas to you. Um, is that where the majority of the content comes from? Um, how how important is that to the the, the content on the site? Yeah, so um, the majority, all of the content that comes um, through Black Ballad is um, through the the pitch guidelines. Um, again, it's about opportunity. I think sometimes um, when you want, from my personal experience, sometimes you want to pitch to a magazine and you can't even find an email address to pitch to anybody. Um, and I think that also keeps an exclusivity around that certain publication. And we really wanted, we didn't really want to repeat the, the mistakes of mainstream media. So we thought, okay, let's have pitching guidelines because one, we're a very small team. Um, and I brought my experience to the table Um I've been successful at pitching, so I wrote a pitching outline um, so writers could see how myself and Jenny wanted the pitches and it allows first-time writers to have an opportunity to write and also more established writers. You know, if a lot of, some of our writers have day jobs in journalism and then they come to write for Black Ballads on the side. And if you're a busy journalist or just a busy working, you know, black woman and you want to write on the side you don't have time to search for an email address so it was how can we make it as easier easy for people to pitch but also easier on ourselves um Jen, jenny's a mum of two i'm now a mum of a newborn i don't have time to be going through like pitches that aren't written correctly and neither does she so the guidelines are there so if you pitch correctly we always get back to you so it was about saving time and really getting rid of that sort of, uh, I suppose, exclusivity that happens in journalism where you can't find an email address. So only certain people get to write like the articles on or create the content for that publication. Well, uh, thank you. I'd, I'd like to now talk a little bit about your experiences uh, during lockdown um, as they relate to, to Black Ballad. Now, I should say, um, when we've been doing these interviews um, with um, uh, founders of next generation media businesses, um, just like you, um, 
you know, we've tended to talk about, um, you know, let's go back to early March, try and put yourself in that that kind of mindset. And, you know, and we didn't know what was happening with lockdown and what were you planning and thinking about. But as you've just uh, touched on, you had other things happening at, at, at that point in, in your life as as the, the mother of a, a, a newborn. So I, I, I guess... You know where were where were you where were you at with with Black Ballad? You know, given that you had other priorities, I, you know, how did it feature in your thoughts? And and, and if it did, what were you thinking? Uh, given you know the um uh, what was what was about to happen? Oh my God! Um, I was heavily pregnant. I was in my last month of pregnancy um, during March. So we were trying to work out how were we going to make sure that my responsibilities in Black Ballad were covered, um, and how maternity leave was going to look like for me. That was a big concern. Um, I was cancelling events. I cancelled three events uh, because you know beyond us, you know, being a membership platform. Um, that just creates content. We run events. That's one aspect of Black Ballad. I was cancelling three events. Um, and I think for us, it was about how, how do we make Black Ballad sustainable during a time of COVID? You know, one thing, you know, the first thing my, my co-founder and my husband raised was advertising budgets will be slashed. That is the first thing to go. Um, but we have a membership um, which is, you know, we're subscription first, but not subscription only. And to run a media company, you do need, you know, like any business, multiple streams of revenue. So it was kind of like, okay, so how do we make sure we stay sustainable and afloat? Um, so at the beginning of like March, myself, Jenny and Bola had a conversation. We all took voluntary pay cuts to make sure we could bring someone else on board. Our community executive, Vanessa, um, join the team just as I was going on maternity leave to cover some parts of the business. Um, so we took a pay cut. That was a big discussion amongst amongst us. Um, and it was a little bit painful because it was the first time all three of us got paid proper salaries and we had proper salaries for a month and then took a pay cut. Um, but I'm sure it will pay off and work out. Um, so that was a big discussion. Um, and I think, you know, I think that was the main things really. How are we going to do events? I think, you know, we was kind of like, okay, our events will have to be virtual. And how do we kind of, I suppose, make virtual events something that people want to pay for? Those were discussions. Um, so there was, yes, yeah, so I think those sort of discussions were going on. Um, not sort of, I know. Um, so pay cuts, um, events, cancelling them, and then kind of thinking what we can do. And then how will advertising work out for us in this kind of time of corona? So you've mentioned uh, three different revenue streams there, and and you know you're absolutely, uh, absolutely spot on for about the need for diversity in the uh, in the revenue streams. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess when you look at the media sector overall, the story seems to be as your husband predicted, advertising uh, revenues down significantly. Um, um, uh, a, a flip or a pivot from physical events to digital events and um, a resurgence of interest in memberships and subscriptions. Um, has, well, I suppose a number of questions there. Um, uh, how have you, how have you um, found the flip to um, uh, a virtual or digital experience around events? Um, and uh, you know, have you seen um, uh, any particular trend in your your membership um, uh, during the lockdown period? Okay, so technically I'm on maternity, so I'm actually not doing 
too I'm not supposed to be doing too much um but what we did was that we started off with IG lives every Thursday just to get people in the mindset of okay Black Ballad's doing virtual things and kind of building that relationship um and that human behavior I think is super important um and we're actually doing our first paid event I want this month um it's a it's a paid event around black women getting into publishing um and I think um from the discussions that I I have a Monday morning meeting with the team every week just to kind of catch up on the loop. Um, from what the reason why Jenny had decided to go down this route is that you know we have a Slack group and we do like a kind of onboarding form when you buy your membership and getting into publishing is something a lot of Black women want to do. And when we write articles around publishing our books, they do really well. So I think she was just very deliberate in picking an event that we know that had that already had a lot of interest because we were in articles around it. Um you can see it on like the data. So it makes sense for us to start there. Um and that's how we've kind of gone about events really is kind of being very deliberate and picky in terms of looking at what do black women want. Um so that's how we've made that shift. And obviously before that going on the IG lives in terms of like getting that digital relationship going. Um so yeah, that's pretty much it for events, I think. Um, and I think there was another question, if I remember correctly, you asked. Membership, yeah. And I appreciate that you're, you're you're talking as somebody who's obviously the founder of a business that you're currently on maternity leave from. So, um, but but I, I guess you you know what's going on with the the, the business. So yeah, it's just whether your your the, the the Black Ballad experience on the membership and subscription side has uh, reflected the broader trend, which is towards um, you know memberships and subscriptions actually uh, increasing in in importance and in many instances increasing in value um, uh, for the publishers. So first of all, we had a churn downwards. Um, so I think that was because people were just very, you know, people were getting furloughed or were worried about will they get furloughed. So people did end their subscriptions. So our retention rate, um, our retention rate is like 95% on average month on month, which is something we're very proud of. Uh, so it is about 4 to 5% each month um when uh corona first kind of hit its peak and we were talking about furlough you know people were churn- we had a seven percent churn rate and then it went back to 4.5 in like a matter of like weeks um so yeah it kind of followed the pattern i think of a bit of a panic people were just like where can i save money and then um it stabilized and at the moment we're at an all-time high for memberships growth has been absolutely amazing i can't remember the actual numbers because um as i said I'm trying to be like just once a week checking but my team will probably say that's a lie um but yeah um we have had an an amazing amount of new members over the last couple of months and I think it's because people are at home people want that community we have a slack group where black women just get to chat about whatever they want um and also the content um you know, it's important to keep up with what's going on in the news. But again, when you look at the news, considering that black people are four times or five times more, five times more likely to die from corona, well, where are these reporters? They're not on the TV, hardly, compared to what, you know, you see white, white reporters. And we've been doing corona content from the perspective of the community as well, um, because it's misinformation in media. So, um, yeah, I think combination of representing our views on this issue and people just wanting that community has caused this huge spike in people buying memberships over the last like several weeks 
Congratulations. That's that's a very <laughs> that's a very good news story. Um, we um. Uh, I've also been asking people um, uh, what what their biggest sort of challenges have been uh, during the lockdown period, um, and also um, whether they have used the time to explore new opportunities uh, for for the business. Again, I, I know you're not in the business as you you were, but um, because you're obviously um, you know concentrating on being a mum, but. You know those those two thoughts from a black ballad point of view. Has anything had to to change beyond what you've you've, you've spoken about so far? And is there anything that's that you've either um, brought forward in the plans, or or anything that you've had to a new opportunity that you've you've started to pursue? I think nothing's really changed beyond you know the things that I said about you know the main thing's been the events. Um, you know that's been the main change but the opportunities is for us actually advertising opportunities actually increased during this time which is I think because you know we were, uh, you know when we had our Monday morning meeting and you know my husband and I as founders we have a separate sort of you know we try we, we live together so we do talk about the business um and I think we both were saying that advertisers are just becoming a little bit more cautious with their spend so what they used to do was that they would go to a publication that was try, you know if they had a product that was aimed at you know black professional women or black women between ages of like 18 to 34 which black ballad is they would um go to a mainstream magazine and say you're just gonna put our spend like with this publication because they reach like a million women each week you know that's just a number out of the year and I've been told this to my face when I haven't got one on advertising campaign but people are realizing that in this time if you really want to get to black women and make a good return on your money then you know what why don't you just go to the people that actually talk to this community and have that engaged relationship and I think that's the thing you know, myself and Bola, it's never been about having like the hugest community, it's about having the most engaged community. Um, because if that person's engaged, they're not just gonna, you know, there's no point having an Instagram follower for Instagram's sake. You want an Instagram follower that's gonna interact and then buy a membership and come to the events and, you know, spend her money with the, you know, the brands that we partner with. Um, so I think advertisers and brands have recognized the power of like smaller pub independent publications that have a really engaged um audience and they've come to us and we've won I think since I've been off there's been about god there's been so many discussions around advertising and brands um it's been quite surreal um because as we said we thought advertising budgets will be cut but people are coming to us to speak to this community so that's where the new opportunity has really come um, that's really interesting what, what you're saying about community and about this shift or change in the way that advertising money is being spent. Um, I've done a number of these um, these chats, these podcast interviews, uh, and uh, consistently everyone is is saying something similar to that, that they, they in their experience, particularly at the moment, um, there is less interest or less apparent interest on the part of the advertisers to chase big reach, and they're much more interested in um, uh, depth of engagement with with communities, which is terrific news for um, Black Ballad and and I think all next generation media brands that are perhaps more um, focused and you know because of the stage in their development are are, are sort of have smaller um, audiences than some of the, the established media. Then um, perhaps there's a, a different kind of value exchange that's um, that's developing there. Okay. Um, well, look, uh, thinking about what, what comes 
comes next. And as as we all come out of, um, hopefully, come out of lockdown as the restrictions are are, are eased, um, um, what what particular plans um, uh, does does Black Ballad have for for coming out of lockdown? Is it you know continue the the path that you've been on, um, or is there anything specific that will will change um, for for you for the business once the lockdown starts to um, to, to to be um, eased? Um, yeah, I think we're going to continue on the path that we're on. Um, I think the one thing um, I didn't even think it was even possible, but Corona has made us even sort of closer to the voices of our community. A lot more of our women are using Slack. So how our membership works is that we have a freemium model. And I should say that at the beginning, actually. So um, if you don't want to pay for content, you can get free, free reads a month, which is a mouthful, um, just by putting in your email address. And then you can pay four ninety nine a month or £49 a year for a stand membership where you get access to all the content, discounts to the events, and um, discounts to some black owned brands we've partnered in our directory. And if you pay £6.99 a month or £69 a year, you get all what you get as a standard membership, but you get bigger discounts for our events and you get access to a, a private Slack community um, where black women just talk about everything. We talk about everything from TV to work to relationships, like everything. Um, and I think the Slack group has been used so much more during this time. And it's been just such a pleasure. Um, and I think, you know, one thing that um, Bono and I have said is that how can we continue to make our Slack group, you know, engaging and like how can we make sure we're even running sort of, I suppose, initiatives and events like just for the Slack members to sort of kind of, I suppose, for them to always be our core sort of group that we go to when we need sort of advice or a sanding board. And I think that's really powerful to have a group of women who are just in a community that can be your sanding board to make sure your publication is making sense. And I think it gives your publication sort of a reality check sometimes because you can kind of get a bit distant from your audience. Um, so I think making sure we constantly engage our community even more for us will be what we take out of like lockdown. And I suppose the other big thing that we were doing before lockdown is that we were raising our pre-seed round. Um, so we will be going forward with investment. I mean, we'll be having the conversations now, um, but I suppose depending on if we close um, during um, this time, um, and if not, we'll be going, you know, full force with the investment around and meeting different people and trying to make sure we close that round. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. Um, and on your, your your earlier point about community, I think that's uh, um, and about community actually increasing during uh, lockdown. I think that's a, another point that we're seeing across the the industry. Um, uh, you know, digital media has become much more important um, to everyone in the last um, say three months. Um, and as the the physical communities that that people. Um, uh, used to enjoy and get their energy from um, uh, and be able to interact um, uh, through uh, as that has gone and the opportunity to do that has gone, whether that's school work, friendship groups, etc. The 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 importance of digital and virtual community has has actually got greater and greater. And again, you know, those two things um, just may, I think point to a, a very strong future for 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 brands like like yours. So um so yeah, good luck with the funding round. With that in mind, um okay, well I I am. Um, I only have one more question. We we um we end with the same question to to everyone, and that is, 
what are you most looking forward to when uh, when uh, when things return to some sort of normal? Um, personally or professionally? <laughs> um, Either or both. Um, uh, personally, I think oh, obviously seeing friends, um, letting grandparents help with the baby so me and my husband can get some sleep. That's something. <laughs> um, and professionally, I think... I think if we close what Black Ballad could be, I think there is, I think there's such, I know there's such potential. This is this is a community that's been so neglected on so many fronts. Um, and I think it's a community that deserves a publication like Black Ballads. And we, we should, you know, and I think if we can do the sort of events that we want to do on a bigger scale. You know, we've been doing a project for outside London because we, you know, we're very conscious of not repeating mainstream mistakes. And we know that media and politics revolves around people that live in London. So we've been doing loads of content about black women outside London. I'm so excited to do events outside London and meet those communities and understand what it's like to be a black woman in Manchester, Cornwall, Bristol, because it's very different to being a black woman in London, which I am. Um, so I'm so excited about our Outside London project in terms of putting, I suppose, the physical element to the, the digital content that we've been creating. And as I said, and if we do, you know, close our rounds, um, turning the vision into a reality, um, because I believe and I want Black Ballad to be the publication for black women not just in Britain, but Europe and the world over. And um, I have very big plans and I'll stop at nothing to make sure they come to fruition. Well, the very best of luck with that. Toby, thanks for talking to us today. Thank you for having me and thank you for placing us on the list. And we're very honoured. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Vida Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, check out the show notes for more information. Please like, share and subscribe on your favourite podcast app and follow Vida Media on all the usual platforms for regular updates on startup media and content-powered brands. Thanks for listening. See you next time.